Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another edition of the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. That is your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. Central on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. You can check that out on the Odyssey app or on Twitch at the Dallas Fan Cam, wherever else. He is also the pre- and post-game show host for the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And uh, we're always grateful to have his insights, uh, especially after he's gotten a chance to watch some of the film. So we're going to review that here in this first segment. Before we do that, Brian, how are uh, how are things? I'll tell you what, I'm like you. I'm very busy going from one show to the other. Uh, I get to uh, be a part of uh, Sean and RJ uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, I go from doing this uh, podcast to now watching Dallas Mavericks and then getting up in the morning at 4 a.m. to go do a 5.30 show. So a lot going on, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's what we do this time of year. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's the old saying, uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, that, that's where you and I are at. And uh, we're at that point for sure. Yes. Thursday, Friday, I'll be in for, for RJ. So uh, we it'll be a love of the star takeover on the morning show. One of five through the fan in case you guys can't get enough of this already. Uh, Brian, next segment, we'll talk a little bit about the Jonathan Hankins trade. Right. I, I think that that's a uh, a that's not just a small acquisition. That's a notable one. Uh, given what this team has needed. But before we dive into that, uh, I know we got a chance to review the game uh, in the immediate aftermath, but we've both gotten a chance to kind of uh, look at the tape and, and and have some takeaways from this one. Uh, so I guess my, my first question for you after getting a chance to watch the game back, Brian, and, and get a chance to see the All-22, where were things or, or who do you think potentially was better than you initially thought on, on the initial viewing and who maybe struggled more than you initially thought after you had first watched it? You know, I was the, – the thing that kind of struck me early in the game and when you saw it live was that with Prescott and 
how early he didn't seem like that he really had good enough rhythm with the game. Uh, his passes weren't as good as they needed to be. Uh, I didn't feel like he was as accurate as he needed to be. Uh, you know, right out of the, the gates, the you know, the ball that, you know, they, they run a play to Noah Brown and you're thinking, okay, and you called it. You said it, you called the exact <laughs> play, you know, the, the play action boot and, and it, you know, it, it was well designed, well run, just not well executed. And, you know, that it, it's like that got kind of caught in between some things, you know, yep. do I run, do I throw, what do I do? And, you know, with the things with Dak Prescott is that, you know, just put the ball out front. Let Noah Brown just just put the ball right out front. Let Noah Brown catch it. Let him get up the field or let him get out of bounds. Lions run the same play and they and it goes for a huge gain and you're like going, okay, well, that's, you know, that's kind of what this play was supposed to look like. But I kind of felt like that he found himself uh, for sure in the second half. Uh, you know, the pocket was a little bit cleaner for him. The receivers did a little bit better job of getting open. Uh, the running game kind of softened him up and some stuff that they were able to do. And I thought he looked more like Dak Prescott then. The, the, the shot that he took down the middle of the field, I kind of felt like he got fooled on that one. I yeah. felt like that when you go back and watch it, the, the uh, lines are really – they show him a single high look. And if you're new to us, uh, you know, when we talk about single high, it's a safety in the middle of the field. And so what happens, though, is that he's thinking single high middle of the field safety. And then Kirby Joseph is a safety that's down that all of a sudden, though, when the snap of the ball, he rotates to make it instead of single high. He gives it a two deep look. Yeah. And. Dak throws a pass thinking he's still going to have a single high look where Joseph was able to drop on the play and, and give it a cover two look. And so to throw that ball where he did, he's throwing it basically to a safety that's on that hash. And, you know, and it was, it looked like to me that Lamb was a little surprised that he threw the ball, you know, that he really didn't fight for it all that well. And it, to be honest with you, it should have been intercepted. Um, another thing with Dak is that, you know, on the, they had a third and two situation. They get a second and one. They get a minus one on a run, which has been, you know, was a, was a little problematic for him in this game. Yep. Dak, it's third and two, and they're going to run a little out route with Lamb and then curl behind it with Brown. And so the read is outside, inside, and then you should probably make that throw. Well, he, didn't like what he saw to the outside with Lamb, which was he was absolutely right. But then you just fire the ball right to Brown, and it's a gain of four. Just make five. the decision. Just go. Make the, just make the decision. And really, the Lions had Brown that was around him, but it wasn't on top of him. So it wasn't really going to be a contested throw. It was throw it between the eight and the five, let him get the first down and keep the drive going. And now you're – you know, in a good good situation. Instead, he takes a sack because he goes from one to two, and then he tries to read all the way back into the middle of the field. And by that time, you know, Terrence Steele had struggled uh, with his block, and Hutchinson is on top of Dak, and it's a sack. And so now you're, you know, you 
you had a chance to sustain a drive, to keep a drive going, but instead you get sacked. Now, that's just – I just gave you two examples. I'm not here to try and kill Dak Prescott. I'm just trying to say everything else about the game with Dak Prescott I thought was fine. I really, really did. Those couple of throws there, and then when they had the – you know, the, the, you know, they had the holding pilling. It was like second and 20, then it was third and 20. And then, you know, he threw two balls that probably shouldn't have been thrown. He's that, that's him trying to do too much. I think it's them getting in too much. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's them getting a hold of him saying, let me make a play. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, but that's overall though, you watch him throwing the ball. Like I said, the second half, he was 10 of 11, you know, and, and he was good in the pocket. Uh, made some good, solid, dependable throws right on target. You know, Dalton Schultz got back in the mix. They got CeeDee Lamb going a little bit. Noah Brown, you know, the, the one thing that's been a problem has been, you know, what they're going to do with Michael Gallup. And, you know, in the Monday afternoon when we have a chance to talk with the uh, you know, offensive coordinator, you know, Kellen Moore, he's taken it upon himself. I have to do more to get him involved. Well, they're running 58 plays, you know, and, yeah. they're, you know, 27 of those plays are run plays with Zeke and Pollard. So, okay, where are the other ones going? And, you know, where are the other plays going? And, you know, there's been a little problem, I think, with, with Michael Gallup, and I just don't see the separation that I have, you know, throughout his career. And I don't see really the confidence. You know, I, I, what's the last receiver to go out and really snatch a ball? For the Dallas Cowboys, you know, we've seen guys like, you know, back in the day, the, you know, the Michael Irvin snatch a ball, Des Bryant snatch a ball, Cedric Wilson was Cedric the last Wilson. one, probably. Yeah, I mean, they they've had guys that in the past have extended their hands and and caught passes. Yeah, and with this group, you don't always see that. You just don't always see that, and you know, if there's if there's not separation and they're not extending. They're going to get some balls knocked down like they had all those balls knocked down in the Eagles game. You know, they had all those passes that were defense. But I, I'm going to say Dak Prescott, I, I, I heard you on 105.3 The Fan. I think Sean Sharif asked you what your grade for Dak was. You said a B. I think that I think that's absolutely what he was. Now, I'm, I'm doing a lot of talking here, and I apologize. No, no, me. no. This is, this is exactly what I think people wanted to hear. They want to hear the break. But, what did it look but, like on tape? But I, but I also know – this about Dak Prescott, they didn't practice a whole hell of a lot. There nope. was not this, okay, let's go out and get a bunch of reps and get him going. Was there throwing on air and stuff like that? Sure. There, there was like that. That was what they were doing. Mike McCarthy, and I applaud him for this, he gets his team ready in a way to have him as fresh as possible when they play. They play yep. a Sunday night game. They get home very – you guys get home very early Monday morning. You know, you have a couple of days to kind of recover, and now you're in the middle of practicing. And so that that's you know that's a little bit of a that's a little bit of a work of trying to get everybody completely healthy and ready to go. Dak didn't have a whole lot of reps in practice. Nobody did. Nope. Nobody really had a whole hell of a lot of reps. So not making excuses for Dak. I'm just saying though, for his live look right off the jump against the team that I felt like was desperate and ready to play against the Lions, he did it like he did a, a, a good job, which I think it, you gave the letter grade of a B. I think you're absolutely right about that. 
Was that better? Was a B better than what you thought it was initially, or, or did he play about what you had figured? I kind of felt like, though, that early it started off as like a D minus, and then it all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, then you start thinking, well, he's not throwing the ball well, and you're starting to have flashbacks of what's going on, you know, with Tampa, and you're like, man, did he really practice? And, you know, I mean, there's all these things going through your head, and then he started making some throws, and, you know, and then he was, you know, more accurate. The ball that he threw to Lamb, that was uh, the, the roll to the right, where he had pressure in his face, he, you know, he threw it. You know, it, it was in a great spot. The ball he threw to Dalton Schultz that got Dalton Schultz's knee kind of banged up again was a beautiful ball, great touch, right where it needed to be. When you started to see that, you're thinking like, okay, this is starting to come back to him a little bit. And yeah. I think that's those are the kinds of plays that, that helped him along the way. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You mentioned the Gallup issue there. Um, let's talk about Gallup and, and the receivers in general. Um, and, you know, let's address first what Kellen Moore had to say, where he he said there that, you know, I got to do a better job. We can't just have two targets. That's my bad. I got to do that. You remember in, in 2020 where Mike McCarthy had that famous quote about fantasy football nonsense about the idea of playing Zach Martin at tackle? Realistically, to, to just pull it back a little bit, Mike McCarthy said fantasy football nonsense because he was protecting a player who didn't want to play tackle. And he was protecting him from having to say, Zach Martin doesn't want to play tackle. And so it's right. like he came up for with different ways to say, is that Kellen Moore giving cover and fire to a player in Michael Gallup who's just not playing well enough? You know, coaches are very mindful about trying to throw guys under the bus, unless you're Mike Leach at, you know, at Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't heard Mike Leach talk about dinosaurs and no hands and all that and, you know, things they need to work on, go YouTube Mike Leach press conference talking about hands and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that, but I think you have to be very careful of that. Um, I don't think that I don't think that Gallup is playing, and I and honestly, I'm giving him and Britt Brown a lot of credit for even coming back the way they have. But man, I just when you get Michael Gallup, we we were talking about this, Bob. We, who's the guy that was going to benefit the most from Dak being back? It was either going to be Michael Gallup or Dalton Schultz. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe even the running game. Maybe Zeke and Pollard were going to benefit having a legitimate quarterback that can throw the ball. And, again, it's not like I'm bashing Cooper Rush, but I think you need a threat there. You know, you needed that threat. And I just don't see it right now with with 
with Michael Gallup. I just don't see, uh, you know, with what's going on there. I, I just don't, I'm not too sure about this, you know, the, you know, it just, it doesn't look right. And I don't know how confident he really, really is catching the football right now. Do you, do you think there's anything lingering from the ACL or do you think he's back and he's just not mentally there right now? I think that it's just like he, he needs, man, the guy is, he makes the most incredible catches, contorted catches you'll ever see. But there's also the easy ones where you go, well, why, what, what happened there? Why was that not a catch? You know? And, and I mean, I'm singling him out, but these guys have all had moments where to the point where, you know, uh, Cowboy Nation out there is talking about need a receiver, got to get a receiver. And then I will remind people, well, okay, you got these receivers. Do you feel like if you go get one that this coaching staff will do whatever it takes to get the best out of that receiver? Well, Kellen Moore have admitted to you that he's got to do more to get Michael Gallup the ball. Well, okay, yeah. go, go trade for Brandon Cooks or somebody like that. Do you trust him to get him the ball? You know, that's the questions you have to ask yourself. Is it these receivers? Is it the quarterback? Is it the scheme that, you know, to get these guys, you know, completely open? You know, I mean, we saw it with uh, Amari Cooper and those guys last year. They, they had moments where receivers were open. But, you know, they're not always winning off the line. Quarterback hasn't been completely accurate. I mean, he was accurate in the second half. But there's there's still a lot of questions that I think that Cowboy Nation is asking about these receivers, and I don't know if it's necessarily all the receivers' fault. We, we talk about Gallup and where he's at. Lamb has been pretty steady with his production. It, it hasn't been, you know, uh, it hasn't been gaudy or anything, but he hasn't been just a, a complete black hole out there. Uh, do you think CD Lamb is doing enough? We talked about Gallup. There's Lamb doing enough to get open. Is Lamb doing enough to make plays right now? Yeah, I I don't know who you have on this team, Bobby, that goes and gets the football. I don't know who's the Dez Bryant. And I say I don't know because I don't think you have one. I don't see a, you know, a Maury, uh I think Maury Cooper was the guy that go get the football. Uh, you know, he's gone. That's, that's one of those trades that will always befuddle Cowboy Nation for years. Did you replace him? You know, they felt like they had enough guys. They felt like they had C.D. Lamb. They felt like they had, you know, it's these guys make plays. But, man, you you watch these games around the league, there's receivers that go get those balls. Yeah. You know, and and I think with, with C.D., there's that, that man, he, he looked like in that Giants game, after he had a really rough start, in that Giants game, he had that drive that put him ahead, you know, 13-all, and they put him ahead 20-13, to 13, and that was the game. And he looked like a man. You know, he looked like a man going and going and getting the football and doing those things. You know, and I kind of expected that every week from him. And some days looks just fine, and other days it's, you know, it's the, the whole receiving core. It's to the point where you, like, I didn't want to question that they needed another guy. And I still say – even if you go get another guy, are they going to use that guy the right way? That's that's the question I continue to ask. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.